When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everyone? Welcome to KGW's Three on Three Blazers. We are doing this thing a cappella. We are doing it live on Zoom right now. So we get a chance to see each other, something we haven't done in months. And so thank you to everyone who is listening to this. We miss you guys. I miss you guys as well. So let's go ahead and introduce everyone. My name is Orlando Sanchez. We've got Nate Hansen. We've got Jared Cowley and the one and only Max Barr. We are together again, something we haven't done in months. So let's just start, guys, by catching up. What are you guys doing? What are you guys up to? How is life? How are you guys handling the new normal? We, uh, I think it's fair to say we all probably miss sports a little bit and uh, miss the Blazers as frustrating as the season was, you know. Uh, it would have been nice to see how it uh, would have completed or ended, you know, given the normal time frame. And who knows, maybe we'll get some closure uh, on that later this year. But, yeah, I mean, I – I'm in my 20s. I live by myself. So I think uh, my lifestyle is probably a little different compared to everyone else's during this. Yeah, I, I definitely miss sports. Uh, I miss the Blazers. I miss uh, Major League Baseball. We're, we're missing out on that. I don't know what we're going to have with college football or the NFL coming up. Um, you know, we missed out on, on Yusuf Nurkic coming back. We missed out on Zach Collins coming back. We missed out on at least the potential of a, a playoff chase. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's definitely something I miss. Sports was such a, a huge part of my life before this. And, and other than watching, you know, the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, there hasn't, and, and the NFL draft, which I enjoyed immensely, there just hasn't been that much for sports. So my time has been spent uh, doing a lot of zoom meetings at work like this and, uh, and just, you know, hanging out with my family. So one thing that um, is, a, you know, I, I, I think that I've actually enjoyed the isolation part of this because of the extra time together with your family. Um, just point in case I have a, my, my son who's a senior, he's going to be, he's basically already graduated. He's going to be going off to college. You know, if things were normal and we weren't dealing with COVID-19 right now, he would have been, we wouldn't have been seeing him very often. He would have been out with his friends. He would have been doing, you know, what, what seniors do. Um, but because of this, there's just been, we, we have this time with him before he goes off into the real world. Um, and it's, it's just great. So many opportunities for family bonding, you know, last night, you know, my kids were, I, I really enjoy the Marvel movies and I could never really get my kids into them for some reason. I finally got them to watch Endgame and uh, Infinity War, and they liked those. And so last night, I convinced uh, my 15-year-old daughter and my 10-year-old son to watch Doctor Strange with me, and and it was awesome. You know, it was just we really enjoyed it. And so I think that's a, a a benefit and a blessing of this is just all the extra family time. But but yeah, I I definitely definitely miss sports. How about you, Max? It's kind of hard for me to remember 
what it's like this time of year with sports. You know, we missed the Masters and we missed March Madness. Mm-hmm. We'd be, I think we'd be like knowing what the second round matchups would be right about now in the NBA playoffs. So it's, uh, I don't actually think about that too often. It's just that it seems like the last time we experienced all those things was so long ago. Um, and a lot, it seems like the last time we were all together doing this podcast was longer than seven, eight weeks to me. Um, but, you know, I've been, things have been good. I've been connecting with my family and friends over Zoom, FaceTime. Uh, I've been doing some reading, been playing a lot more video games than I used to, watching movies. Um, I'm just incredibly fortunate that uh, to be in a position like all of us are where we, we're still have a job, we still, um, you know, because a world without sports, it, it could be a lot worse for us. You know, so many people are going through such real hard times right now. And that, to me, that's, it's important to think about that every day. And I, um, I think we're all incredibly fortunate to be in the position we're in. And hopefully this podcast is a good kind of escape for us and for anyone out there who's listening. So we appreciate you. Big facts there from Max. Uh, it definitely puts things into perspective. This, this, the way that we're living now, you're reminded of what's important uh, in your life. And, and so that, that really has been cool to spend time with your family. Although I'm sure my wife is getting sick and tired of me. We live in a small apartment in Portland. So like there's not much personal space. So I do a lot of interviews and a, a ton of zoom meetings and things like that. So I know she has to be over it, but even for uh, a professional standpoint and the job that I get to do at KGW, it's been unique in terms of like, we're seeing these athletes in their home going through some of the same things that we would be going through, whether it was, you know, CJ McCollum who got a dog or, you know, a baby Dame, uh, constantly, uh, you know, being in those meetings and interviews and stuff. And uh, you're getting a chance to know the Blazers on a different level. Uh, Rodney Hood did his interview from his, from his bedroom and like just you're, you're, you're meeting athletes and seeing them on a different level. And I really enjoyed that. Um, it's added some, some type of personal perspective to it uh, professionally. And that's been, that's been really neat so far. So that's been different, something that we would never have done um, we would be in these giant press conferences talking to the players and that hasn't been the case. It's been more intimate and stuff. So I feel like we've gotten a chance to know um, our local athletes, especially the Portland trailblazers who have been putting on these uh, little mini press conferences via zoom and whatnot. So that's pretty, that's pretty dope as well. So one of the things that a lot of us have been talking about, even going back to the the podcast that Nate and I did a couple of months ago when everything really had just hit the fan and we were just trying to understand what was coming at us. And that was, do you think the NBA will be back this season? So Jared, I'll start with you, man. Do you think that the NBA will make a return this season or are we looking at next year? I think we're looking at next year. I think that there's a lot of determination and desire from both players and owners to get back out there and at least finish this season in some way. I mean, you saw LeBron, his tweet today about how there are some people who are saying the season's over and he said, that's not where I'm coming from, but I just don't see how you can make it happen. I mean, maybe I think it was like you were talking about Orlando. um, It was probably during Dame's zoom where he talked about if they did some kind of 
you know, March Madness style tournament to, to wrap this whole thing up. And while that would be really cool, I still don't know how they can make it work. You know, if you, you'd have to have it all in one centralized location, there would have to be, you know, complete isolation for all the players and coaches and staff members and media and anyone who's involved with this. And then if even just one person tests positive, then you have to shut it all down again. Uh, I just the logistics of it. I don't, until we're, we have treatment and, um, you know, contact testing and, and more testing and eventually down the road a vaccine, I don't really see how you can, and it's not just the NBA. I don't know how you can get sports started back up again. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm overly pessimistic about it, but that's kind of just the way I see it. And, and I'm okay with that for the NBA. You know, the Blazer season was a bit of a, a rough go. And so if you want to put this in the rearview mirror and look ahead to next season, whenever that might be, I'm okay with that. Um, the prospect of no sports at all for the next however many months, that's kind of rough. But, um, but yeah, that's just kind of the way I see it. In, in Jared, we, were, we were counting on Jared to be the optimistic one here. And Nate, <laughs> Nate is ready to go, man. Dude, I'll, I'll bring a little optimism to this. <laughs> I, can, I can carry the torch this go around. No, if from a very Blazers uh, specific focus, like if there was a year to not be able to finish the NBA season, this would be the year because everything's gone so terribly for the team. So in terms of that, uh, you have that going for you. But I was where Jared was when you and I went. So a month and a half ago, it was two days after the NBA season had been postponed that you and I did a podcast, Orlando. And at that point, I was already then where Jared is now, that I thought the season was over, that there's no way they'd be able to come back at some point, even during the summer, and be able to figure out a way to get it done. But... The more you listen to some of the reporters and experts out there, there's a lot of money at play here. Mm. And there's a lot of guys, there's a league that wants to get paid. There are TV networks who want to get paid right now. And there are players who want to get paid. And when there's that much money involved, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to find a way at some point later this summer. I don't know what it would look like in terms of how many games you'll get what the playoffs would look like like that, but where they basically form their own sort of, as Jared talked about, isolated bubble world and give it a try to see how it goes. Because I think I don't think they're worried about giving it a try and then having to shut it down again because then you're back to where you are right now. Uh, so I don't think they're worried about that. I think they're going to give it a shot. There are a lot of smart people who involved in this process, and like I said, there's a lot of money at play. And so I think we will see NBA basketball sometime this summer, how long, how much, what it will look like, where it will be. Not so sure about any of that. No one is right now, but I do think uh, because of there's so much money at play that we will see some form of NBA basketball again this summer. I think best case scenario for that to happen is you're looking at probably, probably July. Um, And, and you've got to, you're going to have to have training camps to get these guys back in shape um, to, to just get back out on the court and start going again. You're probably looking at two or three weeks of that. So let's say July, August is when they're able to actually put this thing together realistically. I mean, that pushes next season to December, January. 
I mean, and then the next season after that, I mean, how do you, this is a, it's a domino effect. How do you account for all that? It, it is a domino effect, but, and granted, there's, there's so much at play here in terms of what would happen if you change the NBA calendar, but some people in the league have wanted the NBA yeah. calendar to change from that's very true. to August. And so if that's, if that, if this is what potentially leads to that, I know personally, I would love a December to August NBA season because then you get the NBA playoffs in the heart of the summer when there's really no other sports besides major, the dog days of Major League Baseball going on. But like I said, it all comes back to money for me. Like we're seeing, like beyond the NBA, there's so many people affected right now. We're seeing how the economic consequences are playing into decision making uh, in terms of just letting people relive their lives, reopening the economy. And the NBA is the same way. They, yeah. they want to make up that money. ESPN and TNT are the same way. They want that broadcast revenue coming in. So to me, I think they'll find a way to at least give it a try. And like I said, I don't know if they'll be able to finish, because I agree with you, Jared. Once there's one more positive case, they'd have to shut it all down again. But, you know, we've only been doing this for two months almost now. And July is two months away. So who knows what the situation will look like two months from now. You may be turning me into a believer, Nate. Man, that's, that's so true too, Nate, in terms of just money talks. Uh, it's such a big deal. And it also, it reminds me of when this all really got shut down. It was the NBA that really set the tone. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA was the league that sets the tone again in getting us back to normal life and at least giving it a shot. The logistics, yeah, are going to be crazy. What do you guys think uh, when you saw the report about uh, Sham Sharania saying Disney World could be uh, the, the wide world of sports area that they have where they can house the players, they could play games there, the facilities are there. They're, they're at least considering that idea. What do you guys think about that? That, that made sense to me. Uh, it had been speculated about, you know, if you listen to various NBA podcasts, I know Bill Simmons, Ryan Russilla both talked about it. That was one of the situations they talked about because apparently uh, out there, they have already some courts set up out there. They already hold some NBA, uh, they've held NBA events in that area before. And with the parks closed, it is for right now about as isolated as you can get for an area to try to have your own little world, your own little bubble to try to get this, to finish this NBA season in a safe way. And so to me, that, that made a lot of sense if they were to go about it this year. And it's a large enough area, that whole campus, where you could have different pockets of isolation so that you have, you know, enough isolation where people are spread out far enough that that you can really maintain that social distancing. I don't know. It's, it's still just crazy to think about, but it would have to be something like that where everything's already in place. I mean, setting up for media would be easy there. Uh, yeah. I mean, something like that, it, it makes more sense than other, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of ideas um, that have really just made complete sense to me, but, but that one, everything's already set up and ready there. I want to hear what Max thinks. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% with Nate on this. Uh, I think irrational amounts of money usually lead to irrational decisions. Hmm. I think the logical choice for me would be to just shut it all down and not do any of this. But I think it's going to happen. I think um, Disney World seems likely. You know, you hear Las Vegas out there too. 
um, I think a lot of these leagues are going to go for it, uh, come hell or high water, even if it's not the um, smartest thing to do. That would be such a trip to see a game or to cover a game and the arena be completely empty. No fans, no one there. And that seems like that would be the, the test, the, the sample, the, the kind of the gateway to getting back to sports in general would be to have events that people can't go to. Um, how do you guys feel about that um, for, for you guys that actually go to games and stuff like that? I mean, like, it's a bummer that we're not going to be able to go to sporting events for probably a long, long while, to be honest. But I think we're all to the point where if the NBA were to try this and put this product on TV and they're playing in little tiny gyms, you know, with 50 to 100 people in it, however many it is, including the players and coaches, then we'd be all for it because it's NBA basketball we could watch on TV. And so, I, like I said, it's, it'll be a while before we get to see him in person, but just seeing sports would be such a lift, I know, to my spirits and getting back involved. Like one of the things I was most excited about this year was the potential of the Lakers and the Clippers playing at each other in the Western conference finals. And if the NBA goes along this route and they're able to get that far through the process, like some of that flair would be gone because they're not in LA together anymore, but they still are in the same area together because everyone would be in this area together. And that matchup, we were setting up for it all off season and all regular season, that was the one everyone was looking forward to, and then it was gone. And so to me, for me, like even in a different, in an odd set of circumstances, I would be so hyped to see that series and see those two teams go at each other. I think it would take some time to get used to it. Um, so much of sports is the, the noise of the crowd and the fans being there. I mean, you think about, you know, Dame's shot last year, like it was an amazing shot. Him waving goodbye to the Thunder was amazing, but it was also the crowd just going insane. I mean, that's such a huge part of it. You know, Dame's other big shot, him screaming Rip City to the crowd. I mean, it would be really weird to get used to, but I kind of think about, I don't know if you guys have watched SNL at home, but it, it's it's different. But like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of – this isn't really working. And then the second time I watched it, I don't know if they were just better or I was more used to it, but I enjoyed the second episode a lot more. So I think it would be really weird at first, but we get used to it and you'd still have those matchups that Nate talked about that we'd want to see. And maybe I'm just an eternal blazer optimist, but if we got a March Madness type tournament where the Blazers are an eight or a nine seed or wherever they'd be, You've got Nurkic back. You've got Collins back. You've got Dame. You've got CJ. I'm not saying they're making a run, but I'm saying they'd be a fun first round, second round matchup. I mean, why are you guys laughing at me? I, I, Come I, on. Wish, I wish people could have seen our screens there. Literally, Jared saying Orlando, me, and Matt are all backing up. <laughs> not that, man. Oh, he is saying they're making a run. He is saying that. You know, that was 100% what he was saying. Was I'm saying, not saying they're making a run. That was. You were, you were saying if they got this opportunity with the with a healthy Nurkic and a healthy Zach Collins, that they could be a dark horse to really do some damage and make a run in this 
a hypothetical tournament. All right. In this situation, they'd be what? I mean, what kind of a tournament are we talking about? Like, it would, I'm sure it would be seated like 1 through 30, to 1 through 30, right? I guess so, yeah. Would you have to have play-in games? Yeah, or something like that. So the Blazers would be like right in the middle to start off. Okay, so let's say they're an 8-9 matchup. Yeah. That's an awesome 8-9 matchup. No matter who they're – I don't know who they'd be playing. Let's say they're playing, you know, the Grizzlies. And you've got the, the up – you know, the up-and-coming Grizzlies. You've got the Blazers with a healthy Nurk and a healthy Collins back. They've had two or three weeks of training camp to kind of get acclimated to each other again. I'm not saying they're going to challenge the Lakers or the Clippers or anybody like that, but I'm saying it would be fun to, to watch. If that happens, I'd be all about it. Yeah, I'd be, I'm, I'd be all about that type of tournament too. That would be amazing. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to go as far as the Blazers could potentially be a team to make a run in that tournament. That's not what I said. Remember all the things we talked That's about. That's not what I said. Remember all that? Remember back when we were talking regular NBA basketball and we were talking about the possible returns of Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins, we were saying don't expect to see Yusuf Nurkic from 2018-19 before the injury right away when he's first back out there on the court. The man still hasn't played a game since he broke his leg. That's and true, so, but he's had more time to heal. He would have more time they would have training play. camp. He would be in better shape, but he still would have never played a game since he broke his leg. And there's a mental aspect, I'm sure, to it, which is why the Blazers wanted him to get some action this season and the same with Zach Collins in that he's only he hasn't played since October and so you're not going to see peak Zach Collins and peak Yusuf Nurkic right away if the Blazers are to get an opportunity to, to resume and finish this season man you love to put words in my mouth <laughs> I, I didn't say any of that stuff I said it would be fun to watch them all together in an eight nine matchup are you saying you don't think the Blazers in an eight or a nine seed would be fun to watch in the first round? Look, and the Knicks would be fun to watch at this point. <laughs> the, bar, the bar is pretty low here. Jared, we've spent a month watching NBA players play video games. Like yeah, any I didn't, actual I didn't watch any of that. There's a plus right now. All right, let's move on. I, I am with you, Jared, on the fact that a tournament, doing something different, uh, the, the stuff that Dame had suggested would be super dope. Um, and now would be the time to do something like this. So like anytime a tournament is involved, like we love that type of stuff because yeah. in a one game format or something random like that, anything can happen. So that would be really cool. And I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for anything. I don't know about watching the Knicks, but most things <laughs> I'm, I'm down to watch at this point. And like, that's kind of been where we're at right now. We're, we're so thirsty. We're craving any type of sports that we could get. And for ESPN to drop the Last Dance documentary on us at this time has just been awesome because it's been much must-see TV. Everybody's talking about it, the millions. It's on social media. People are live-tweeting and talking about stuff that happened decades ago. And that's been a lot of fun to have something to look forward to in the sports world as it's happening and um, that engagement was has been missing for so long and, and now it's back so I kind of just want to go down the row here and, and talk a little bit about what it's been like for you guys to watch this thing are you digging it do you, do you like it Jared how do you feel about it loved every second of it um, 
it's been the highlight of the past two weeks, really. Uh, I don't know. It just takes me back. It takes me back to, I mean, I have, obviously I grew up a Blazers fan, but I loved watching Michael Jordan and the Bulls when I was a kid. And I, I remember watching, you know, the Bulls that play on my grandpa's really old, awesome, like huge TV. It was like, it was probably like a 27 inch screen, but the TV took up like half the room, you know, the big box around it and everything. And uh, I think there was a, a clip of, it was just Jordan on like a, a breakaway uh, and throwing it down. I remember when I was a kid, I would, that would just, I don't know, it, it, seeing Jordan on a breakaway dunk was like the most exciting thing for me when I was watching basketball when I was a kid. And, you know, I've, I know a lot of these stories. I don't think a, there's a lot new that's being presented here, but just getting to see Jordan, you know, in these interviews, recounting this, getting to see how much of a jerk Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons were. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's just, it's so much fun. I love, I've loved every second of it. Yeah, for me, it's probably a little bit of a different viewing experience for me compared to you guys. Cause like for me, I have one actual memory of sitting down and watching Michael Jordan play. And that was that shot in 1998 over Byron Russell. But that's literally it because I was six years old when he made that shot. And so for me, like I have, I didn't get to experience Jordan being Jordan, you know, going and living through all of that. And while I've known a lot of the stuff that's been on the documentary, it's been cool to kind of dive into a little bit more detail than you usually get and actually see, you know, pretty much even while he was playing, how much of a god basically he was even compared to his to other players in the league. And it's pretty incredible. How about you, Max? Uh, what, what have been your thoughts about the last dance so far? Are you digging it? Absolutely. It's great. Um, I particularly enjoy just watching Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson open up hmm. more because they're obviously, you know, Phil Jackson's basically out of public life. Jordan's the same, even though he's an owner of a team. Um, but watching just the charisma of Jordan, uh, it's like you can't take your eyes off him. I really enjoy that. I also really like the how the director hands other people's interviews to them on an iPad and like gets yeah. their reaction to what other people are saying. I think that's a really effective um, technique that I've never never really seen before. I think I think that's really enjoyable too. They really did a good job with stirring the pot with the Pistons and, and the handshake thing. I thought that was super dope. And even looking ahead at the next couple of episodes that are coming out, they're going to dive in on the Blazers Bulls series. And the little teaser that they're sharing right now is basically Michael Jordan having this issue with him being compared to Clyde Drexler. You know, he was like, yeah, he was a threat, but, you know, basically insinuating that I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? Are you looking forward to having the Portland angle? Because you're, I'm already seeing some salty Blazers fans on Twitter. I was one of those salty Blazers fans back then because I remember that season and that was like Drexler's best season. He was amazing. And going into the finals, I thought that the Blazers had a chance that Drexler is going to show that, you know, he wasn't Michael Jordan, but he was – right up there with them. The Blazers had a better, deeper team. And yeah, I, I was, I was wrong. Michael Jordan humbled me and the entire Blazer fan base and the Blazers. And it, I'm looking forward to seeing it. it. It'll be interesting to see how it's presented. 
Nate, final thoughts on this before we move. Dude, I was six months old when that <laughs> happened. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning a lot more. Hopefully, I'm hoping, my big hope is that they don't just gloss over it because it's not the most memorable of their finals during that run. So that's my hope is that we get, you know, 10 to 15 minutes about that series and that finals. And yeah, I, I'm interested to see what it looks like because I, I know what I've read and heard from other people that lived during that time, but I didn't get to experience it myself. I'm the same way, dude. I'm looking forward to that just to see what type of perspective they add to it, being somebody that's not from the Pacific Northwest, didn't live in Portland when all this was going down. So we're definitely going to feel those emotions. And I would also like to see them do an entire Rodman Las Vegas shenanigans. Please have that in the works, ESPN. I want to see you know there's some footage. I want to see an Orlando Las Vegas shenanigans. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i'm not even gonna go there i'm not even gonna touch that okay that's fair it's your time to shine max take over please guys we have we actually have a rip it to recap believe it or not as, as crazy as it sounds we i believe last time we did this was on february 27th <laughs> am i correct on that yeah uh, so real quick, before we, before we sign off today, we're going to recap our last Rip It game. And we're going to go back to the 27th, Blazers and Pacers. I asked you guys, how many Blazers will score in double figures in this game? <laughs> Nate and Orlando, you went with Orlando's favorite number of four. And Jared, you said three Blazers would score in double figures in the game. They won this The answer game. was four. That's yeah. right. That's right. Four. Uh, it was Carmelo, Whiteside, CJ, and Gary Trent, all in double figures. So Nate and Orlando got that one. Yeah, there we Next go. Question. One on the board. I like it. I like Next. it. Next question was the, uh, the Hawks game on February 29th. This was over under 30 points for Trey Young. <laughs> and he was on a heater at this time. All three of you guys went over 30 but he was under. He scored 25 points in that game. <laughs> Ooh, didn't the Blazers lose that game still? Yes, they did. They did. Oh and they, oh they didn't need uh, Trey Young for that one. So nobody got that. Blazers magic on March 2nd. The question was, which team will shoot a better field goal percentage? All three of you went with Portland. And you got that right. The Blazers won the game, and they shot 55, actually 56%. Magic for 38%. That was the Hazonia game. Right. Oh, my God. So you guys God. all got that one. Man, Hazonia what a memory. Game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Blazers-Wizards on March 4th, the question was, who scored the most points? Brad Beal, CJ, or Damian Lillard, who at the time I asked the question had not returned from his injury. So that was a bit of a curveball. Despite that, Nate and Orlando said Dame. Oh. Jared went right? with Brad Beal. was the winner with 20, 29 points. So here we go. Say that again, and Max. You're breaking wild up. Card question Who was the winner of the last one? Of the week was which game will have a high... Oh, oh excuse me. Jared. Jared <laughs> uh, was the winner. Yeah. Bradley Beal scored 29 <laughs> points. Yeah. 
Congrats to Jared. Sorry if I'm breaking up here. That's all right, man. <laughs> the, uh, the, the wild card question for this week was which game of the four that I just mentioned, Pacers, Hawks, Magic, or Wizards, will have the highest combined team total? <laughs> and Nate said the Wizards, Jared and Orlando went with the Hawks game, and this was the Hawks. Oh, no! No! Yeah! <laughs> 246 points between the two teams for the Hawks. Wizards out right, Orlando. Yeah, Wizards baby. Wizards at 229. So that means Jared on Orlando, they both beat Nate, but they tied with three out of five. Nate finished with two out of five. So nobody gets the win, but you guys both closed it out ahead of Nate. So congrats on that. But Nate dominated the regular season. I think keeping Nate from the win is a win in my book. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was going to see Nate take an L. I you want to know say, what Nate did? Nate actually went back and tracked the record of Rippet all through the season just because he knew he was so far ahead. So Nate, the final moments of the podcast are for you to brag about how awesome you are. Oh, good. Good. I don't think we have enough time to last for this one. But no, one of the things, we, we haven't had a ton of interaction, uh, the group of us, since we've all been working from home. But the one thing that has continued through our text chain, mainly because of me, is Rip It. And there was some discussion on whether it should count this year. Like, if the NBA season doesn't finish, then maybe the Rip It's, you know? Just an asterisk next to it. Doesn't finish. I think that's a load of hooey. It counts. <laughs> I'll let you guys have this one because you beat me uh, on this last one. But on the season count, I had six Rippet wins. You guys each have two. And I'll say you both still remain at two because you tied for the win there. You guys didn't pick up a solo victory. But I'll concede I was great for the regular season. I'm like the NBA players right now, man. I I've turned off the switch last couple months I'll, I'll give you guys that little grain of salt there i'm gonna still i'm, I'm still gonna give you a round of applause for such a dominant dominant rip it season <laughs> thank you throwing thank the thumbs down sign if you can't see that <laughs> man it's it's been awesome catching up with you guys uh hopefully we get back to normal and we are back at the station and we're doing a lot more of these podcasts uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. I don't know how much time we have left. Do you guys want to do your, your tags? Do we have enough time for social media? How can we, we find less, you? Everything? Less than one minute. So Let, let's get on out of here. All yeah. right, guys. It's been real. Appreciate y'all. We'll catch you next time. Stay healthy, everybody. Bye, everyone.